Well, today we begin our reading of the book of Hosea. We're in chapter one as we continue our Bible reading plan here at First Baptist. I am so thankful you're reading God's word with us. And more than just reading it, you're, you're encountering Jesus, you're engaging the word so you can, you can uh, encounter Jesus Christ and, and have your life changed as he speaks to you. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, Hosea, um, it, it, this, is, this is a very different story. He's a prophet in the 700s at the same time as uh, Isaiah. Uh, he and Amos may have overlapped a little bit. Probably he came a little bit after, after Amos. And, and he very graphically in his preaching depicts the unfaithfulness of the Jewish people in the north, the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria, their unfaithfulness to God. And in this story, God instructs Hosea to marry a prostitute. And in, and in doing that, he is, is, by marrying this prostitute, symbolizing the relationship between God and the people in the northern kingdom of Israel, that they have been a harlot, they've been a prostitute, they have been unfaithful to God, they've cheated on God. And so we pick it up in chapter 1, verse 2. When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take yourself a wife of harlotry, a prostitute, and have children of harlotry, for the land commits flagrant idolatry, forsaking the Lord. Uh, this happened primarily in two ways in the northern kingdom of Israel or Samaria. The first was the very first king, Jeroboam, had created their own religion to kind of mimic Judaism in the south. And so to keep the people from going to the temple in Jerusalem to worship, he had these two golden calves created and set up shrines in two different communities uh, where people would go and worship. So he created a false religion. And then... In time, the kings allowed the worship of the pagan god Baal to come in, and Ahab and Jezebel were especially um, flagrant in their worship of this one particular false god religion that was from the nearby countries. And so they were unfaithful to God, both in worship of Baal and other pagan gods. They were unfaithful to God in the creation of this new religion that kind of mimicked Judaism, but it was a false religion. It had those idols, those golden calves. And so they were unfaithful to God over the years, many ways. And Hosea is a prophet who preached for many years. In fact, the opening verse describes list of those who were kings in the southern kingdom uh, when he was preaching. Now, just for clarity, the Jeroboam that is mentioned in verse 1 is not the Jeroboam who was Solomon's general and became the first king of the northern kingdom. This is, we refer to him as Jeroboam II. This is a different Jeroboam years later during the time of Hosea. And... Um, and so he, he marries, he marries this, uh, this prostitute and has children with her. And this act in and of itself is a sermon. In the Old Testament, the prophets quite often preached, not just with their messages, with their words, the way we think of preaching. They, they did things that, they did actions. They, they were sermons in action, if you will, that symbolized a message, depicted a message. For instance, Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah, walked around at one time with a yoke like an ox would wear, like a yoke on his neck to symbolize that, that the Jerusalem and Judea years later were to submit to the authority of the Babylonians. 
because God was using Babylon to judge, and they were to submit, and that, that was not a popular message. On another occasion, um, right when, uh, when the Babylonians were attacking and had Jerusalem surrounded in 587 B.C., Jeremiah actually went out and purchased a plot of land. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, he did that to symbolize that one day they would return to the promised land. Uh, Isaiah, think about this. Isaiah walked around for three years totally naked, not wearing clothing or shoes to depict the... Uh, the, uh, that, that the Jewish people in the north, the nation of Israel or Samaria, would be led away naked. They'd be led away as slaves, as captives. And so that was a very common thing in the Old Testament among the prophets. And Hosea, his marriage to this prostitute is, 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 is preaching. You're the prostitute. The people of the north, Samaria, you're the prostitute. You're the harlot. You, you cheat on God with all these men, with all these idols, all these pagan deities and so on. You, you are like a prostitute. You're so unfaithful to God who is depicted in this sense as your husband. And then they had these three children. And notice the names they gave the children. That's also uh, his way of uh, preaching. In verses 3 and following, so he went and he took Gomer, the daughter of... of uh, Dibbling, and she conceived and bore him a son. So they have a baby boy. And the Lord said to him, name him, name this boy Jezreel. Jezreel, why? For yet a little while I will punish the house of Jehu for the bloodshed of, Jezre of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. God says the northern kingdom is going to, going to cease to exist. Jehu was uh, one of the kings... Uh, became king by killing the king before him and slaughtered a bunch of other people. And he actually killed Israel's king in Jezreel. And so God is saying, because Jehu did not obey God and, and was so brutal and killed so many people, um, and the king in the north during Hosea was a descendant of Jehu, God says, I'm going to avenge that and... Um, and, and this, just like he ended the dynasty before him, not just will his descendants, his dynasty end, but the nation will end. And then he has another child. Verse 6, she conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to him, name her Loruhamah, for I will no longer have compassion on the house of Israel that I would ever forgive them. And... Um, um, Loruma, that name means no compassion. So God says, uh, I'm, the time of patience is over. My compassion is not going to lead me to forgive you. I'm going to judge you. And naming his daughter this preached that message. And then they have another child um, uh, in verses 8 and 9 when she, when Gomer had weaned Loruma. She, she conceived and gave birth to a son, and the Lord said, Name him Loamme, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. The, the name of that boy means not my people. And God is saying to, to this kingdom in the north, to these Jews, you're, you're no longer my people, and I am no longer your God. And we're going to come back to that tomorrow in chapter 2. But, but notice that God says, You're not my people, I'm not your God. No more compassion, and I'm going to avenge um, 
the evil and the nation will cease to be. So the first chapter of Hosea is just, wow, God, God says the time has come. It's like at the second coming of Jesus, there's, there's no changing your destiny after he gets here. What, whatever, your, whatever your relationship with Jesus is before the second coming, that's what it will be. And God says, northern kingdom of Israel and Samaria, that's where you're at. Um, you know, it's interesting. Amos, when we you know, read him last, last week, he, he condemned the north for their... Their sin. You know, the, the, this was a time of wealth and military strength and prosperity for the northern kingdom of Israel. And he condemned them for the growing gap, financial gap between the really rich and the poor. And the fact that those who were wealthy and connected took advantage of the weak and the vulnerable and those without connections. We talked about that when we read Amos. Now, Hosea looks at that same culture, those same people, and his message is your great sin is your idolatry, that you've been unfaithful to God. You've cheated on God with these idols, with this, with Baal, all these pagan religions. So they were still going to the, to, to the they were still offering sacrifices to God, but they were intermingling him with all these other pagan religions, and, and God doesn't accept that. So you have this nation that is, that is wealthy, a lot of trade, uh, militarily strong, expanding its borders, and yet uh, the rich get richer and take advantage of the poor and the weak. And those who are kind of worshiping the God of Israel, intermingling with all these other idols and false religions and philosophies and so on, and God says, um, um, I judge you for that. I'm going to destroy your country for that. I, God, God says, I expect my people to be both faithful and just. Amos says, God expects his people to be just in how they treat the underclass. And Hosea says, God expects you to be faithful. You know, and, and, and to some extent, in some ways, America on some level, struggles with both of those. And that should be a warning to us. Uh, so as, as a follower of Jesus, what Amos and Hosea are challenging me and you to do is be faithful and be just. Be faithful and care about the underclass. And by the way, just Hosea's story, how would I respond? How would you respond if God came to us and asked us to do something hard like he asked Hosea, go marry this prostitute? Wow. But he obeyed God. And that should be the passion of our heart is to always obey God. Hey, God bless you. I'll be with you tomorrow as we look at chapter 2 in Hosea.